Christmas, everyone. If you're a little kid right now, there's some things being passed out that we wanted to hold off um, so you can do that. There's lights, you can do that in your seat. I'm a seasoned dad, so I do well with kid distractions. We'll see how that goes. So glad you guys are here. Merry Christmas, it's Christmas Eve Eve. We were without power for a long time today at our house, I don't know about you. And around two o'clock, you know what, the lights came on. And what a, what a joy that was. You know, we were living in dark, we did have a generator, but we still didn't want to tap the generator too much. But then the lights came in and we're like, all right, now we can start going back to living, which is turn the TV on. <laughs> but. The light has come, the light has been turned on, and that's what we celebrate this Christmas. So we're going to jump in, and if you've been with us, we've been in a season of light in the night, and we're going to end that series today. It's not going to be too long, so parents, I feel your pain, I join you, and then at the end, we're going to sing Silent Night together um, in a big circle inside this year because of the wind with electric uh, battery powdered um, candles because the school won't doesn't want us to burn the place down. Luke chapter 1, verse 30. This is the beginning of the Christmas story. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will, receive, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Verse 37, for no word from God will ever fail. The angel tells Mary the conclusion before the beginning. This is what's going to happen. You are going to give birth to a baby. He's going to be Jesus, which means the Savior. He is coming, and his reign is not a short-term reign. It is an everlasting reign that reigns today. It continues to reign and forevermore. And we see this play out, and we're going to jump to the end of the book because we can't celebrate the beginning of Jesus coming unless we have the whole picture. In Revelations 22, there's one of Jesus' best friends, John. He claims himself to be the one that the disciple, the one that Jesus loved. And he gets his vision while he's on a tower in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea. And he says, I want you to encourage my people about how this is all going to end. And in Revelations 22, verses 1, he says this, Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations." No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light. And they will reign forever and ever. Amen. Lord, we pray, Lord, that this message of Christmas changes how we operate every day. 
for the rest of our lives, knowing that we have hope in our destination to be with you forever, that the darkness will soon go away and we will be surrounded by light forevermore. Amen. I know it's hard to think of summer right now, but a couple years ago, me and Connor and Steve Cobbs, they Ben Fitzgerald and a friend Justin, we hiked at the presidential range and we did it in one day. And we decided to do it on summer solace, the longest day of the year. And so we got up really early. We peaked at sunrise around 5 a.m. And we hiked nine or 10 peaks, 22 plus miles. And then we went down on sunrise. And it was a gorgeous day. The sun was out the entire time throughout this long hike. It was a hard hike. You know, I had a calf issue. We had a guy whose toenail fell off. We had IT band stuff. We realized, you know, us who were over 40, like, oh, I can feel that. I am now over 40. But what happened is on the way home, night did come. Even the longest day of the year, night will still come. We are currently in a battle between light and darkness. And I don't want to minimize this because some of us have a hard time currently right now living in the dark night. I picture it like this. The war has been won, but there's these battles, so similar to civil war. When the North defeated the South, the war was over. Slaves were free, but the South refused to give up their slaves. So the North had to march down from city to city and to free each and every town and liberate the slaves. The war had been won, but there are these battles that still exist. This is exactly where we are today. The war is won. Jesus came. Jesus conquered death. He died and rose again. But yet, there still is battles. I don't know about you, but when we hear about the light that come, and you look around and you say, hey, you know what, but I feel pretty dark right now. It's because there's a battle going on. And could we have encouraged that the war has been won? Like Charlie Brown, I look at Christmas and I say, you know what, this is just too much. Seems like it gets earlier and earlier every year. Jimmy Fallon just came out with a song about how early Christmas comes. And like Charlie Brown, I think it's too much commercialism and it's just too much. How many more movies and songs do we need? And if you see in the movie, Linus gets up and he says this is the reason. And he reads a famous Luke passage and the shepherds are watching their fields at night. And he said, this is the reason for Christmas. And if we really think about why we celebrate Christmas... Now, I mean, truly why we celebrate Christmas, and this is where I'm trying to reorient my brain, we cannot celebrate it enough with the right perspective of what Christmas truly means. The gift of eternal life, everlasting light. We can't celebrate it enough. We need to celebrate it more. It's amazing that our Father would enter our world. In fact, Peter says, it is also wonderful that even the angels are eagerly watching these things happen. See, the angels don't know everything. I, I can imagine the angels talking to the Father saying, God, what are you doing? You're going to leave and join them? 
You are the commander of the angel armies. You are the creator of everything. You are the Lord God Almighty. And you are going to become one of them. They don't deserve it. Maybe they start quoting back at the Exodus. Say, hey, we saved them once and they kept rebelling against us. And we keep bailing them out and they kept disobeying. And it goes back and forth. They don't deserve it. And then I can imagine this. I can imagine the father saying this. You're absolutely right. They don't deserve it. But they're my children. And I love them. And I would do anything for them. And so I'm going to enter their world to deliver them from that darkness. In the 1700s, there is a group of Germans called the Moravians. And there was this big revival that swept through them, a big prayer movement. And they felt called that God put on their heart to reach those who were being sold into slavery. At the time, England still it was legal to own a slave. So these two men said, you know what, we are going to go to the Caribbean, St. Thomas and St. Croix, and we are going to share the good news. But here is the thing, the only way they could get there is if they sold themselves into slavery. And so they went and they said, even if we have to sell ourselves into slavery, we are going to go and reach them. They arrived there, and years later, the Moravians alone, because of their ministry, 13,000 Africans were baptized. And there was a revival in the Caribbean. You may be thinking, well, they're still slaves. They, so great, they, they know Jesus, but yet they're still cap in captivity. Here's the cool thing about it. Is that as Britain was thinking about abolishing slavery, one of the things that was kind of hindering them was how are these men and women going to uh, go back into normal life? All they know is being a slave and similar to having a wild animal in your home and then releasing it, they don't know how to fend for themselves. So this was their thinking. And what the king realized is he looked at these uh, thousands of believers in the Caribbean and he saw how much joy and how they lived their life. And for them, that was the proof. Look, they can do it. They can live. And so therefore, he abolished slavery in England. Because two men said, I'm going to enter their world, become slaves to free them. Folks, this is the Christmas story. This is exactly what Jesus has done. I'm going to enter in. I'm going to become them in order to free them. And Jesus is now our rope from us, from earth to heaven. He's a connector. He's the rope that connects us. I can imagine when Jesus ascended to the earth that he had a rope kind of tied to him. That the way to God, the Father Almighty, is through me. Interesting enough, I just realized this. The word hope and rope are the same word in Hebrew. The word is tikvah which means hope or rope depending on its usage. And, and, and here's why we celebrate hope, because Jesus is that rope from us to heaven. And these Christmas trees here, 
Many of you may think, oh, this is sacrilegious. Why don't we have a bunch of crosses? It's, it's, a, it's a Christmas Eve service. But if you know the tradition of Christmas trees, and there's many symbols, but the Christian belief is that Christmas trees symbolizing everlasting life. I don't know if you knew that. If you look out in the woods right now in our backyard, we are surrounded by woods, and it's all barren. It's dead. You see all these trees. It's icky out, gloomy out. And then you'll see these patches of greens, and these are evergreens. So what they did is, like, let's take this green, this evergreen, this everlasting tree and put it in our house. And that's why we celebrate Christmas. First John says this, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we may have eternal life through him. He is the rope to heaven, our hope. Rich Rickleson Jr., he's a pastor down south, he says this about heaven. He says, when I get to heaven, I want to come empty because I gave it all here. I really resonated with that. I gave all my resources. For me, I gave every sermon I had in me. I preached it. I gave all my husband, my father abilities, my son abilities, my brother abilities, my friend abilities. I gave it all here. I gave all my money. I gave all my time to serve the kingdom. And when I come to heaven, I want to say, I have given everything up there, and now I come empty. Or I can say, the things that I did bring, I shipped them ahead of time. Have you ever done that? Gone on a vacation, maybe forgot something, maybe you didn't have room for it. We, we did it last year. I said, hey, you know what? Let's Amazon it so when we get there, it's going to be waiting for us. When we build God's kingdom, it's like shipping our treasures to heaven before we get there. This is my hope for us, is that we will go and we will see all the things that we have done here on the earth waiting for us. Matthew says this, do not store up yourselves treasures on earth where moss and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. I had lunch with a friend the other day and we were talking about the balance of work and family and money and I remember seeing a picture on my Facebook feed, and it was a, a newly discovered uh, tomb with a mummy in it. And they opened up the tomb, and there, sure enough, was a skeleton. You know, no one there. And surrounding him was gold. They said it was one of the richest tombs they've ever found. Gold bracelets, gold uh, plated chest, gold everywhere, probably in the millions of dollars. And I'm thinking this, I'm like, what a beautiful picture, or what a sad picture. He thought that I'm going to be buried, and these are all my possessions, and I'm going to take with me to the next. He's gone. The gold's still there. Are you giving everything you have here on this earth? First Peter says this, now we live with great expectation and we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled beyond the reach of change and decay. So why do we celebrate Christmas? The rescuer came and has defeated death to give us life everlasting. And after the angel told Mary all the things that were going to happen, he closes with 
for the word from God will never fail. What I say will happen. I don't break my promises. Jesus said, whoever hears my word and believes has eternal life. Hebrews 13 says, for this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. Hebrews 10, 23 says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope or to the rope we profess for he who promises faithful. I love that idea. Let's hold on to that rope like it's for our dear lives, that hope we have in Jesus to connecting us to our Father, to our eternal home, to heaven. We are just here as foreigners, as ambassadors on his uh, building, his kingdom, on his mission. And he came and he established that. This has been true to me and if you know our story, you, you know that we lost our daughter a year and a half ago, almost two years actually. And it's been hard, but we hang on to that rope. We hang on to that hope we have. And honestly, we hang on for, for our dear life. The year anniversary of Ellie's passing, I wasn't sure if I was going to share this, but I feel like this is a safe place. The year is hard. If you've lost someone, you know that year anniversary is hard because you can't believe it's been a year. So I needed to leave, and I remember leaving my driveway, and I took a right, and I don't know where I was going. I just needed to get out of the house. It was a gloomy day, and I was just like, I just need to do something. I need to get out and kind of process, be alone. And as soon as I took the turn, I looked up, and I saw the biggest rainbow I have ever seen. In fact, when I got on 95, there were multiple cars pulled over taking pictures of this rainbow. And I just started to weep. Because a rainbow, after the ark, after Noah, was a sign of a promise. John says, and this is the promise that he, Jesus, made to us. Eternal life. It's a promise. And it all starts on Christmas. I've come to give you hope a connector to the Father Almighty, the connector for eternal life. As the band comes up and close, when we look at Christmas tree, my hope for us this Christmas is that the real presents aren't under the tree, but the real present is what the tree symbolizes. That when you look at this tree, could it be so captivating? Could we be in so much awe? Could we be so humbled to think that our Father came to give us a promise of eternal life? That no matter what's under the tree, it doesn't compare to eternal life. And with that hope, that rope that we hold on to, would that give you the confidence? Would you carry on your life walking in the light, walking with new perspective? 
that no matter how hard the battle is between darkness and light, there is a day where the darkness will be no more and it will be light 24-7. It will be amazing. We don't have to suffer. There will be no more tears. There will be no more curse. We will be in the arms and the presence of Jesus and our loved ones in perfection and shining. It's not just summer solace. It's always solace. It will be light forever. And I can't wait. So my perspectives change. We can't celebrate Christmas enough. Lord, we pray, Lord, that you would just help us hold on to that rope. And when we're, when we're dangling and we feel like the darkness has encompassed us and when we feel like we can't handle it, Lord, would you give us the strength to hold on and carry on to the hope that we have in you, Jesus? Knowing that it is short term, knowing that our previous, our current sufferings doesn't compare to what's ahead of us. And so, Lord, we celebrate Christmas and we rejoice and we sing joy to the world because our Savior has come. He has rescued us. He has become one of us to abolish the slavery of the darkness that surrounds us, Lord, that we may be free, that we may live in the light forever. And Lord, for those right now, God, who said, you know, I can't wait for that day. Lord, would you just give us glimmers of hope on earth now? Would you reveal yourself? Would you illuminate yourself in the darkness that would carry us to the hope we have in you, Jesus? And so, Lord, we, we say Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Our hope has arrived and he's given us a rope to the Father God Almighty for eternal life. Amen.